Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. I am Chris Graham. We're going to talk some news with AFP reporter Rebecca Barnaby. And Rebecca, had a, you had a busy day yesterday. Man, you were you were Yes, cranking. I did, Chris. <laughs> you were all over the area tracking some things down. Let's first talk about the Augusta County Courthouse. Uh, the county voters will go to the polls in November. A lot of things on the ballot, uh, but key for local voters. Um, a referendum on what to do about the Augusta County Courthouse. Uh, county leaders uh, had a press conference yesterday. What were they? Uh, what were they talking about? Chris, they were talking about that it's going to be up to the voters to decide where the Augusta County Courthouse goes to. This has been a conversation, a discussion, an argument for several years now, and on November eighth. The voters get to decide, is there going to be a courthouse built in Verona or will it be built in downtown Stanton? Those are the basics. Yeah. And there was a referendum six years ago, and that was part of the controversy this spring um, raised by Stanton leaders as Augusta County leaders were trying to work to get the General Assembly to approve putting this referendum on the ballot. Uh, Stanton leaders didn't want this referendum on the ballot. State law says if you have a referendum and it fails, you have to wait 10 years and Stanton leaders might the county to wait 10 years to have to be able to do this. Um, the key to this story, it seems like, is cost. Um, uh, it's either going to be, according to county leaders at least, uh, $80 million to build the new courthouse in Verona or $104 million to build one in Stanton. So um, from just a cost standpoint, that's what county voters are deciding. Um, there are other factors at play, but uh, you know, take us into what, you know, so were they stressing, hey, it's, it's a lot less it's a lot less costly to do this in Verona. Why don't we go that go there for that reason? They weren't so much just stressing the cost factor. Um, and I should mention that because there was discussion about this during the press conference yesterday, Chris, um, the sticker price for building in Verona, it has increased since the sticker price that was given in 2016 because the price in 2016 didn't include all of the construction costs. And this $80 million price tag, if we build in Verona, that is all of the construction costs involved. And the $104 million, if you build in Stanton, that's all of the costs involved with that. If we build in Stanton, it's not just the construction costs being more than in Verona. There's also complications, as was brought up by um, board chairman Gerald Garber at the press conference yesterday. You're going to affect businesses in downtown Stanton with traffic. Um, What's that going to do with traffic on Johnson Street? Because first, they're going to have to tear down the old building. What kind of a mess is that going to create? Where are people going to park? Is that going to distract from people wanting to come downtown at all? While this construction is going on after the demolition, there are a lot of details to consider when the voters go to the polls on November 8th and decide Verona or Stanton. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I, from talking with county, I talked with county leaders a couple of months ago. It was probably back in the spring, so maybe longer than that. Um, factoring into to the cost in downtown Stanton, you have to think, I mean, there have been a couple of really bad floods in downtown Stanton in the last That too. Few years. If they build in Stanton, the um, county administrator Tim Fitzgerald mentioned yesterday at the press conference that they would be building in a FEMA floodplain. He made that clear. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, you have to do some flood proofing, maybe move some thing, you know, build build underneath, uh, move some things up. And so there's... And they have to build higher in Stanton and they're going to have to get um, what's 
considered a waiver because you're not supposed to have a building that's higher than three stories in downtown San. If they build a courthouse in San, it's going to have to be five stories, including the basement. And um, there's there's different details to consider if voters choose Stanton. It's going to be a little more complicated. Yeah, and then the fact that Stanton um, has not worked as well with Augusta County on this as they maybe could. The uh, county in, in, this, in the city have tried to work for, since the last referendum failed in 2016, um, there were several plans on the table. Uh, Stanton uh, City Council, um, you know, signaled that it, it, it wasn't going to uh, go to bat for the county on some of those things. The, what was it, the Historical Commission, I think, next one at least. There have there, been some things out there that, that the city hasn't been so willing to negotiate with. And and so, I, you know, we'll, we'll get more, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the, I'm surprised to be honest with you, Rebecca, that the city hasn't come back out and said, hey, we're going to invite you out to a press conference. We want to tell you our side of the story, but I, I'm sure that'll be coming soon. <laughs> well, there will be two public forums scheduled at some point, Garber mentioned yesterday. Um, he said he couldn't announce the dates or mention anything just yet, but um, there will be public forums for the public to attend. So that'll get some information out there. That's a good thing. So we'll have information on that. And of course, you know, we'll send Rebecca back out there if the, if the city <laughs> leaders want to, yeah, they want to bend our ear on that. We'll let them bend our ear on that too. Um, also yesterday, uh, Sentara, I think I pronounced that right, Sentara, celebrating the opening of a new facility in Stanton, uh, medical care facility, primary care facility. Interesting, you know, when you drive around the area, you know, Augusta Health is trying to make inroads into Rockingham and Rockbridge, uh, Sentara is making its inroads into Augusta County. You know they've they've got a place in Waynesboro now. This place in Stanton. So uh, the health the local healthcare um, business is getting more competitive. Uh, and your news yesterday about the the new primary care in Stanton is um, is is part of that. Tell tell us what was going on there yesterday. So Sentara opened its first facility. They will actually be open for patients next Monday, August twenty second at 103 Community Way right here in Stanton. Um, that's across Richmond Avenue from Martin's Grocery Store. It's just over from the Walmart. It's where Ryan Steakhouse used to be. That building's been, been closed and empty for quite a few years. For me as a resident of Stanton, it's good to see someone using that building again. It's on an empty parking lot. And um, the facility looks great inside. Um, the staff seem great. Um, a Stanton native, Dr. Formato, will be the leading physician at Sentara here in Stanton. And it's, I mean, Augusta Health has a great presence here too in Stanton, but it's great to see Sentara opening something here and providing care and wanting to be right there for patients right here in Stanton so that they don't have to go to Harrisonburg or Waynesboro or Charlottesville for care. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, you know. The hospital sector, the medical sector, is is uh, uh, not all that competitive in a lot of areas, and so now you have a choice if if you think that you get better care, if if you if you're you know familiar with Centera uh, RMH up in Rockingham, and you feel more comfortable with those doctors, you got a chance now. You don't have to drive all the way to Harrison Report. You know, I will say that Ryan Steakhouse, it's been closed for a while, but I love their they had really good rolls. Uh, those rolls, man, I would just I'd go back up to that buffet and get all kinds of rolls. I liked their rotisserie chicken. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but man, I, I you know, I, I, I can taste it. It's almost, it's almost dinner time as we're recording this and I can almost taste those rolls. So, um, 
But good news. Yeah, it's good news. I mean, you know, Augusta Health is, uh, again, they're, you know, it's competitive market now. And I, I kind of like seeing competition as far as that goes. Um, the last story we'll talk about, um, and I love that you picked up on this um, story about uh, a bench dedication at Constitution Park for someone we both knew pretty well, Ann Seaton, who died uh, last year tragically in um, one of the most random, sad ways. Uh, talk about this story and how you came across it. I was at the press conference about the courthouse yesterday. And of course, um, her husband, Scott Seaton, is on the board of supervisors. And um, I knew Anne not all that well, but I knew her um, as a local reporter. I interviewed her and spoke with her frequently about the Waynesboro Symphony Orchestra, which she was very much involved with fundraising for them. And um, I went to her memorial service. Uh, in May of last year after she passed. And I had never gotten the chance to speak with her husband and just let him know that I was thinking of him and his family and that I think of Anne quite often actually. And um, so he, when he was at the press conference yesterday afterwards, I had a chance to talk with him and um, just to give him my condolences and let him know that, you know, I was sorry for her loss and that I miss her. And, um, then he happened to mention the bench dedication on August 28th in Waynesboro at 3 p.m. in Constitution Park. Um, the bench is sponsored by the Republican Women's Club, which was founded by Ann. And there's a plaque there dedicated to her. And um, so I got a chance to speak with him. You know, he spoke very candidly about her and about losing her, but he's he has a very positive outlook. Um, you know, um, as I wrote in my story yesterday, he said he had 30 good years of memories with her and some people don't get that. I'm very inspired by um, his reaction and how he carries on. And, and also, as he mentioned, he wouldn't be able to get through this without the support of the community and his family. Yeah, I knew Ann well too. I didn't know her until she showed up one day. I was running for city council in Waynesboro in 2008. Now I'm I'm a Democrat. She's a Republican, but for some reason she decided she wanted to support me. And anyone who knew Ann knew that if she decided something, she was going to do it. And she oh, didn't yeah. just, she didn't just support me. She like she made she made you know made sure that she she left the, uh, my my uh, office that day with uh, uh, a handful of brochures, big handful of brochures, and she went door to door. I mean, you know, the only other person who knocked on doors for my campaign was me. So she, she, she really, she went all out, and you know, I lost touch with her for for years after that. Um, now, one of those small world kind of things. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the date uh, in your story, April twenty third, two thousand twenty one. Uh, I had a baseball game broadcast that night. Uh, for ESPN down in uh, in Lexington, VMI Baseball, and I was coming home, and I, I, I took the long way home that night, and the long way home had me driving through that intersection there at Main Street and Ludewitt Boulevard, and I, I was shaking. I, I could see, it, was, it was maybe 30 minutes after the accident, as it turns out. And I, I saw, think anyone who saw the pictures of the video later of the two cars sitting over in the parking lot of CVS, Chris, you can't help but be shaken by it. Yeah. I actually, I sat at the stoplight for a minute uh, and called my wife, Crystal, and, and said, hey, Crystal, you know, can you look at Facebook? Can you figure out what's going on here? This doesn't look good. Now, of course, I didn't know it was it was Ann. Um, Nobody did for a couple of days. Well, I, I know that. So the next day, Saturday, um, 
I got a press release, uh, and, and I did. I had a bad habit when I was when I was doing these baseball game broadcasts. Uh, well, it was it, it was a good habit in one way. I I would always leave up my because I had a computer with me to keep this you know to, to be able to have access to the game stats um, that were updated, but to the second uh, there in, in the, at the booth. And between innings, I would just look at my email to see what was going on. It was a Saturday, so there shouldn't have been much going on. I got a press release from the Waynesboro Police Department, and it had her name. And I thought that can't be the. I mean, there's there, one that, that can't be the end seat, and I know. And two, I thought the same thing, Chris. Well, and then two, it, it, it could be a common name. But is it the also? Same I don't. Person? I don't know any other Ann Seatons, unfortunately. And I tell you what, um, there were only there were one minute commercial breaks between innings uh, on that broadcast, and I was. I didn't talk for a while on that broadcast. I, I you know, I, I kind of got myself out of that habit after that, not to look at my email during games, uh, during game broadcasts, even just for that minute in between, because boy, I was near tears. I mean, Anne's the same age as me, um, you know, newer in the past. I just lost track of her. We lost track of each other. And uh, boy, that was, it's, it's a sad story. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad you were able to catch up with Scott and, and get a, get a, get a piece on that. I know you're, you're planning to go back out if, to the uh, dedication here. In a, yes, I am. So glad to hear that. And also Losing her was a, was a big loss for the community. It really was. It really was. Uh, yeah. Sad, sad. And, 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 uh, and sad for Scott too. And, and of course, I mean, she was uh, uh, about to be uh, a grandmother. Uh, and, and so lots of, lots of tragedy there for that family. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that Scott seems to be doing as well as he could be doing in that situation afterwards. Um, so I wanted to ask you as we wrap up uh, about things you're working on uh, for future stories. And I think one of them might also involve Scott just in a different way, political way, uh, about regarding his work to see if we can get the Guest County Sheriff's Office outfitted with body cams for deputies. Uh, you, you're, you're working on that uh, story. Maybe give some insight into what you're working on there. Yeah, I was really surprised to hear, um, as he and I were talking yesterday, um, Augusta County Sheriff's deputies do not have body cameras. I spoke with uh, Deputy Shaw with Waynesboro PD this morning for another story, and I just happened to ask him. I knew Waynesboro police officers already had body cameras. He said they've had them since 2014. So here we are eight years later after Waynesboro had them. Why does the county not have body cameras for their sheriff's deputies? Um, so I'm going to be looking into that. Yeah. And, uh, we'll look forward to that and you have a lot else to come in. We won't, we won't give all the details away, <laughs> but, uh, you and I could be here for like the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. 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 Well, Rebecca, it's great to talk with you and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Chris.